I'm Craig Dunkerley, and I'd like to welcome you to the first episode of Beyond Growth, a podcast to help you build the life you want through connecting with the right people and getting connected with your money. And I'm Claudia Harvey, co-host of the podcast, business owner with Craig. With a little company I started called Dig It Apparel, and we went on Dragon's Den, partnered with Kevin O'Leary of Shark Tank fame. And myself, well, I spent most of my life either in business or working around money. I was very lucky as a young boy that my dad introduced me to the finances of the house. A uh, little bit of an analytic. So between him and myself, I really got connected with money and started to learn what money can do for you and the importance of connecting with people and connecting with your money. So, everybody... You're going to probably wonder why this podcast is different and why you have to listen or watch what makes anything different. So Craig and I are all about niching business. So we're going to niche this podcast. However, we are simply business owners that have grown our business and grown our wealth over the course of years. And over the course of years, people have asked us to input on their business. Ask us advice. Well, we get it all the time. <laughs> all the time. People, can you help me out? Can you give me some guidance? And as you can see, Craig and I interrupt each other all the time. But we get our point across. So, w- humbly, we would like to help you get connected to your money, build your wealth, build your growth with some advice that we have learned along the way, growing our different businesses. Does that sound good? Sounds absolutely okay, good. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> And through the podcast, we'll be able to help a lot more people on a lot more on a lot more global scale. So we're really looking forward to connecting with you and, and going through this. Now, I do have to warn you, we have never done a podcast before, as you can probably understand and hear from us. So over the course of our podcast episodes, we will get a lot more savvy and a lot more smooth. But you're going to have gaffes and it's going to be funny. And we are we laugh at each other all the time and we laugh at ourselves. So hopefully you'll laugh along with us. And in between, you'll have nuggets of little opportunities that you can hear about and talk about with your friends, family, coworkers, and just listen to us. Absolutely. It's going to be a lot of fun. Okay. So I have to add, if you're watching us on the YouTube, do subscribe to this channel and hit the notification bell to get updates on our latest videos. I had to add that. Does everybody call it the YouTube? Is it actually called the YouTube or do uh, we just call it YouTube? Uh, I guess it's just YouTube. Yeah. Okay. Yes, okay. I thought so. Okay. See, another uh, started with gaff. Okay, so I'd like to introduce the podcast by talking about the philosophy that Craig and I have about what we believe in, in terms of business and life. So I like to call it the three pillars of possibility. And what are those three pillars of possibility? One is financial growth and opportunity. Two is understanding who you are in your business world, be it in a job um, a small business, a large business. Oh boy, does she go on, eh, guys? I know, I know. <laughs> she just goes on. And three, <laughs> the emotional support of surrounding yourself with the right people. So in the three pillars of possibility, today our listeners are going to learn about three things. One is the network that you have to surround yourself. Two, defining goals in your life and how that impacts you positively. 
And three, what is actually your definition of success and why success means something really important to you? So if you want to talk about networking, Claudia, why don't we talk about how we first met? Okay. <laughs> All right, what are you going to say? <laughs> what am I going to say? Yeah. You don't remember how we met? I do remember how we okay, met. Okay, well, let me... Yes. You want me to go? You can start. Okay, I'll okay. go. Okay, so I remember we were both speaking at an event actually in Toronto. And I had my room full and uh, there were a few seats left in the room. And Claudia Harvey walks into the room and doesn't she sit down on the very front row right in front of me, right? So you can imagine this. I've got another speaker, a celebrity speaker who got a deal on Dragon's Den with Kevin O'Leary sitting in my front row. And I've got to do this presentation. A little bit intimidating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, okay, so um, listeners and watchers, you will, and viewers, you will probably start to understand that I'm a bit of a control freak. No, you? Yeah, a little okay. bit, a little right. bit. And um, so I'd heard about this guy, Craig, and he can save money on taxes and he can build your wealth. Just a little bit, that's for sure. Just a little bit. <laughs> so I, I heard about him and I saw that he was speaking. So I thought, oh, I'll just, I've come from the corporate world. I thought I knew what I knew about money. I thought I'd already started to build my wealth and I'd already had a business. Digit Apparel was about four years old at that time. So I oh, walk God, into, God, yeah, God. yeah, yeah. I walk <laughs> into his room and I, there actually, the room was actually quite full. That's the reason I sat in the front row. But I went, sat in the front row. You know, I find it amazing how many people don't sit in the front row. They don't. Right? If yeah. you really want, if you want something, you want to get to something, you got to move to the front. Right. Well, and being under tall, because I'm five foot two on a good day, yeah, I, I, often, I often do sit at the front row because right. I need to see the speaker. But, of course, it was me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I sat in the front row, but I did have to say I arrogantly sat in the front row mm -hmm. because I thought I knew what I was, uh, what you were going to say. And I did, I do remember I crossed my arms at the same time. And, and everybody understands that when you cross your arms, it's a bit of a block, uh, certainly a nonverbal communication block. Yeah, I've had a few people in, in my room like that before as well. And I'm sure you have as well, right? How do you deal with something like that? I just, I, again, control freaking me. I just ignore it. Uh -huh. And I just keep talking uh -huh. because you can tell that I like to talk a lot. <laughs> so I actually do the opposite. Oh. I will actually pull them into conversation. I don't think you did that with me. I actually did. No, did you? <laughs> I did. Did you? Yeah, yeah I, I talked to you and Dana part. a couple of times. Did you? I, yeah, I can't yeah. remember that. Part. It actually helped me kind of free myself up from the fact that you know I had this imitation, right. intimidation sitting there. Well, I do remember. I mean, I remember sitting arms crossed at the beginning. But as you were speaking, I totally humbly understood that I don't know what I don't know. So Craig started to talk about money, finance, wealth, saving money on taxes, and I'm like, oh my gosh. I really need to understand what he knows. So I, I guess you drew me into the conversation, obviously, because well, here. I'm here, <laughs> became a client of Craig's right afterwards, because I thought I want to save money on the hard-earned dollars that I make and reinvested into the Digit Apparel Company um, or, you know, go on vacation or invest in vacation properties or whatever the case may be. I just wanted to make more money and save money, right? And yeah. I'm sure a lot of people can relate really relate to making money, saving money, especially in today's hard economic times. So my point is, I, <laughs> you have one. <laughs> I do have a point. I walked into Craig's room humbly and totally understood that I didn't know what I didn't know. And Craig was able to help me. Um, and then my family became a client of Craig's and then we became business partners yeah, as absolutely. well. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's amazing what can start from just one moment, right? Every, everything starts from a moment. And, you know, in, in that moment, uh, you were speaking at the event, I was speaking at the event, 
And we ended up connecting through the event and then talking afterwards mm -hmm. and taking the opportunities, you know, connecting with the right people. Claudia was definitely the right person that I needed to connect with. Uh, we've, we've gone on through the, the Digit Apparel Company working together, moved into the BG Wealth World, now working together, co-founding that. And it's been an incredible journey and it continues to be. But, you know, just in that moment, recognizing that we were connecting with somebody that could help us take us further, right? Right, right. Yeah. So... Our point of number one on this podcast is to understand networking. It's, it, sometimes you just don't know what room you're walking into, who you're going to meet that day. Yeah, you don't know who you're sitting beside sometimes too, right? Definitely don't know who you're sitting yeah. beside sometimes. I remember yeah. being in New York City in December of yep. last year, and there was a man in the room, and he looked like he just sort of walked in off the street, casual clothes. And we le learned later on he was a multi-multi-millionaire. And he was then there to learn, just like we were there to learn. But it was, you just sometimes don't know who you're sitting beside, especially in today's world, yeah. especially in our very casual environment that our 2020 has pushed us into. So, um, so you know, that one little opportunity, meeting you, entered this meeting whole- Meeting each other. Yeah, yeah. But entered <laughs> this whole other opportunity of growing business and also impacting others as we've progressed along the way. Um, so- uh, I continue to talk. You can interrupt me at any time. Um, so, so, <laughs> so when we, when we talk about networking, you know, that was, that was a great event and we've done a number of events since then, uh, separately and together. Um, you're, you're a fantastic networker yourself. And, and when you, uh, go to these events, you meet many people. Well, what would you say is the number one thing you do when you, when you go to an event? Okay. Again, because it's me. And I, I'm not shy. I got over my shyness. I used to be extremely shy in life. And I know that's probably hard for a lot of people to understand. You know, it's funny. Who I am today. Can I, can I, can I say? Yeah, of course you can say. <laughs> I remember I, I, I took a course, one of my business mentors a number of years ago. And before that course, you know, I was probably one of the shyest guys around as well. And if you would have said that I would get up and speak in front of people, there was absolutely no way it was going to happen. Mm -hmm. Right. I would, I would, get into a group of three people. And I was a guy who just went quiet. And now, you know, speaking on stages, speaking here in front of a camera and with yourself, it's, it's one of my favorite things to do in life. So, you know, pushing those boundaries sometimes, right? Do, do, do you push your boundaries, mm -hmm. right? You have to push your boundaries and it's amazing where it can take you. That's true. Now, so, what was the question? Sorry, I interrupted. <laughs> what was, what was <laughs> so, so you're a fantastic networker. Right. So what when do you go, I do? When you go what to I an do? event, what, what are you doing? What, what can people take right. away that they can right. do at an event? So... Is that helpful? Is it helpful to know, you know, how, how to connect with the right people and, and what to do when you actually meet them? Yeah. yeah. I, and I think a lot of people are extremely shy when yeah. they, then they meet people. Um, again, today's world is slightly different because we're not going to advance right. just because yep. of 2020. A lot of people are connecting online. A lot yep. of people are doing meetup groups. But it's, I think it's really important to try and get out of your box, get out of your comfort zone and try and meet people and connect with people. Yeah. And I think one of the most important things is, you know, you, you take the room in, yeah. no one's watching you initially. Um, you take the room in and you take a big breath and you just start approaching or making some comments. If it's online, you make some comments, yeah. um, hopefully so, not, you know, so derogatory. When, when, when you talk about online, I find that very interesting too. Um, you know, talk, speaking with you and going to events, it's completely different than, than online, right? And, and I found at events... Um, if I really want to connect with someone, I, I try to find out what I can do for them first, right? And then, you know, the conversation goes and it comes back. Mm -hmm. But you talked about going online and how much difference that has. I, I think what I've found for us 
is becoming leaders at events has made a big difference for us connecting with people as well, right? Right. Well, that's true because people yeah. come to us to talk to talk, talk, talk to us right. versus us having to make the effort of going to them. Right. We, we certainly have come from that space where right. we have to make the effort of, of going into the room. Right. When I do speak at events, and hopefully in 2021 that'll first happen, I've, I've got a... Um, an event in uh, Texas in January that I hope to be able to go to called yeah. the Grow Retreat. I hope to be able to go and travel. We'll see. It's being able to be comfortable telling people who you are. So at the conference, I'm the closing on the first day, but I will go there at noon and mm-hmm. talk to people and connect with people, listen to their stories. And yeah. like you did with me, so you say, draw <laughs> me into the conversation when I'm sitting in the room listening to you, so right. right. Well, so yeah. so you're so you're getting to know them right. before you for before you go up and present, right. and that gives you an opportunity while you're up there to to speak to them about things you already know about right. them, right? Right, and then yeah. hopefully help them, or maybe that they can help me, right, yeah. with other because they're business owners and yeah. or not, you know, that who knows, right? You just don't know what you don't know when you're meeting people. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think that that connection, even though it may be a few people in the room. I think other people see the the recognizing that you're connecting with somebody, you're connecting with the audience, and that will draw them in as well too, right? Right. 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 So I think the takeaway to the viewership is what? What should we tell them to do? Because every single podcast, everybody, we're going to give you homework to do. I know it sounds like it's pretty onerous, but it's not. What I'd like you to do, viewership, is listen to us. And then think in the car, think when you're walking your dog. They should subscribe to the YouTube as well. They should subscribe to the YouTube channel. Yeah, the YouTube, yeah. That's Um, what we're going to call it, I think, from now on. The YouTube, the YouTube channel. As you can tell, we interrupt each other a lot. Um, What were you saying? The takeaway is that what I'd like them to do is think about what we're talking about and then um, reflect. And the homework on this piece is what you would do connecting with somebody either virtually uh, online, um, what can you do to help your network grow? Can I add one more thing about the network? Sure, absolutely. Okay. You know, so, before you do, uh-huh. I, I, I found that connecting online was very difficult at first, right? Because I, I, I think you had a lot more meetings online bef- before um, we were, were going through what we're going through now, but uh, I hadn't. And I found losing that personal connection was, was very difficult. But, you know, in doing so, just over and over and over having those meetings or, or doing presentations online, it, it actually becomes normal. Right? It, it does. To it. Yeah, I think yeah. it just it becomes easier and easier over time. Yeah. Um, you know, I think a lot of people prior to COVID hadn't even tried Zoom. Yeah. I think a lot of people are trying Zoom, yeah. doing to go to meeting. So there's that um, intimidation. Yeah, the technology. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, some people do meetup. Right. And that's online now. Yeah, so you yeah. can do meetup and obviously people can be on dating sites and that's a whole other conversation for a whole other podcast. I, I think, suppose. I think I was almost intimidated by the screen as I was by you. <laughs> Maybe not quite. <laughs> nice. I'm glad that I could five foot two. I can intimidate people. I think that's really great. Five foot two, eh? Yeah. <laughs> on a good day. <laughs> um, what I was going to say, my point was also is that the network that you surround yourself is extremely important to be positive. Absolutely. have positive people surrounding you. Yeah. Um, I am sure so many people can relate that we have negative people that surround our life, be it your family members that you really can't do much about because they're your family members, um, people that are around work, uh, people that whine, people that complain about, I don't know, their husband, their wife, their kids, their okay, dog. Okay, let's get positive now. Let's get positive, right. So... <laughs> 
What do you do with the negative people that are in your world? Like, what do you do with them? Uh, you know, you, you can't you can't always boot them out of your life, right? You're going to have some of those people around. But, you know, they they are who they are and, and they can continue to be who they are. Uh, I like to I like to bring positive comments and discussions into into the into any discussions with those those individuals as well. You know, try to flip it to the positive. But if if they're not going to go there, then you just don't spend a lot of your time in that space. Right. And you right? minimize the noise. Minimize the noise. Minimize. And make sure you're, yeah. you're spending more time with, with the positive. With positive people. Yeah. And I find positive people like positive people. Yeah. I, you get the like-minded as well, right? right? Drive, 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 right? right? Yeah. yeah. Initially, as I started to move into this more positive mindset, and it's a, it's a concentrated mindset, I find. If I hear my friend saying the same thing again and again, complaining again and again, I actually won't pick up the phone too much right. anymore. I won't right. actually talk to them very much anymore because I'm like, we've been through this. We've talked about this. What right. else can we talk about that's actually positive? And try and, like you said, flip it to right. the better right. conversation. So, so if Claudia doesn't pick up the phone when you call her, <laughs> it's not necessarily that, that she, she, she doesn't think you're positive. She may just be busy just at that particular busy. time. So, yeah, yeah. so yeah. keep that in mind. Because <laughs> <It's all good. laughs> you are a very busy person. Yeah, like a lot of people yeah. are. Yeah, but that's so, very true. So it's like choosing who you want to talk to and yeah. be positive with the people that you want to talk to yeah. and, and have the people support you. Can I give one story about that? Yeah, I'm absolutely. Okay, I love so, stories. So, have I heard this one? Uh, I don't know if you have. Okay, I don't know. let's go. So I started Digit Apparel. Is it a long story? It could be. Okay. <laughs> Especially if you keep interrupting me. <laughs> so I started Digit Apparel back in 2009 and we incorporated actually in 2008. We created our first product. We went, I was quiet. I left my corporate world. Thank you. Um, you invested in the company, so I hope you say that. That's, that's a good, that's good. I'm glad you like it. Um, we started the company. It took a year to basically launch the company in sales, in our first year of sales. Right. But in that course of that year, I had left my corporate job. I was a mom of three. I was dropping my kids off. Everybody in the world thought I was a stay-at-home mom. That's a big job on its own. It is. It is. But... Nobody knew that at drop-off and drop-off and pick-up, I would be going back to my kitchen and I'd literally be starting this business in my kitchen. And again, how many people can relate to starting a business in their kitchen, yeah. right? So I, would, I was doing this for the year. So I would drop off, go back to my home office, which was my kitchen table, go back to pick up the kids, and I was quiet. I, didn't, I think I probably told five people close to my world what I was doing. In so the, only five people in your entire world knew that yes. you were creating this company. Yes, yes. And wow. ask me why. Why is that? Because I wanted to minimize the noise huh. of people being negative. Awesome. Because I was creating a new product that the world had never seen before. It's a, it's a manicure protective gardening glove for ladies. It sounds fufu shishi. It's a niche product. And I get that. Like, it sounds fufu shishi, right? So I didn't want everyone to think that I left my corporate world. Mm -hmm. So I was sewing gloves in my living room, which is exactly what I was not doing. I was creating a company. I wasn't actually sewing gloves because I don't know how to sew. So you were staying, staying away from the naysayers. I was staying away from the naysayers. Right. So, yeah, because a lot of people wouldn't understand that, right? Like, no, that's, that's especially, a big jump. especially in today's times yeah. with social media out there. Yeah. Like, 2009, social media was very, very, very in its infancy. Right. Like Facebook had just launched, I think, in 2008. Right. So it was, it was, it was quiet. It was a lot quieter. So yeah. word of mouth was really your network and, and the, the way that everyone communicated. Yeah, so, and, and I'm sure you had some stumbling blocks along the way as well, right? Oh, 
We, that is a whole other three, four, five podcasts about the stumbling yeah, blocks. I can imagine. So, you know, you, 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 in business, you do hit stumbling blocks, right? And, you know, any of you in business, you know, you're going to hit some stumbling blocks. So if you have those naysayers around, what do they do? Those stumbling blocks all of a sudden become a much bigger problem yeah. to you, right? Because you're hearing these people telling yep. you, well, look at the problem, look at the problem. Yep. You shouldn't be doing this. Yep. Whereas the positive people will tend to push you ahead, right? right. They'll, they'll say, look, it's just a little thing, get through it. Yeah, I've had that experience before myself. This is what I did and what have you, right? right. So it really so helps you move forward. It's, it's quieting the naysayers. Yeah. Like I said yeah. before, it's like quieting them. Yeah. In today's times, I think it's extremely difficult to quiet the noise that's around yeah. us. yeah. And everybody's an expert, especially when they're not an expert. Right. They will give you your opinion or their opinion, right. especially if they're not. Right. I find the people that are positive give don't give you solutions; they ask for the solutions. So, yeah. if I had a if I had a stumbling block, I would come to you and say, "This is what's going on." You would not give me the solution. You would say, "Where? How can you work around that and help me find the solution right. to that?" Right. Um, Back to my story. Okay. All right. My story. Oh, I thought we got away no, from we're the not, story. We're, it's a good is, story, but I thought we got away yeah. from it. So you know, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, you, you mentioned something there that that hits me quite often when uh, I talk to people about finances. You know, uh, going to the experts, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I'll talk with somebody about finance, and they'll listen to what I say. They're very excited about it, mm -hmm. and then they go home and talk to Uncle Uncle Bob. Mm -hmm. or, or Uncle George or, or somebody who just, oh, they don't know why and they just pull away, right? So, right. yeah, but anyways, no, 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 don't that, let me that's, interrupt. That's a really good point. Yeah. Because even though you would help me find the solution, sometimes I don't know the solutions, to right. be honest, right? right? You do yep. go to mentors and yep. coaches and people that have been yep. in that space to find the solution to help you figure out something that you don't know, yeah. obviously. Yeah, I, I think my point there is, you know, go to the people who've had success mm -hmm. in what you want success in. Right. And and work with them and listen to them and take guidance from them. Right. Right. Don't don't go talking with Uncle Bob, who maybe hasn't had success in that space. What guidance or help is is he really going to give? Right. And no offense to Uncle Bob's, you know, I, I love Uncle Bob's. But anyways, yeah. sorry. Claudia. Yeah, that's, go that's OK. Um, so back to the, the real quick story, which is not so quick anymore. Is the podcast almost over <laughs> through this story? So I we get to our first year in business, but we haven't gotten to the sales yet. In the very first year in business, we go on Dragon's Den, which is Shark Tank equivalent in Canada. And we did partner with Kevin O'Leary, but everything was really quiet. We went on stage in May. We didn't air until November. So that entire time, I am quiet. I do not tell people about my success on Dragon's Den that I've partnered with Kevin O'Leary. Hang on a minute. How no. did it feel? Going on to Dragon's Den, like well, <laughs> walking, walking out onto that stage or even heading up to the stage. Uh, it, again, another podcast. I think that's a whole episode oh <laughs> about how to overcome fear, to be honest. Right. Yeah. Because it, it was surreal. It, we were obviously knees were shaking. Voices were going up and down. Like it was, it was, it was, it was fearful, but we practiced. Right. prior to it. So let's postpone that to another time. Okay. And you can certainly ask me that again. Right, and let me, get, let me get back to the point of my story okay. about network. All right. um, the network, I did not tell the people around right. me, right? right? That we were on Dragon's Den. Right. Legally, I couldn't. Like we had to air before we could tell people our success on Dragon's Den. Right. So we taped in May, didn't air until November. And oh, that's a long time. It's a long time. <laughs> By that time, we had started having more and more sales. We went on to the stage with $12,000 in sales, 42 retailers in Canada. That was it. It was really small. We're six weeks in business when mm -hmm. we aired, when we taped on Dragon's Den. 
By the time November happened, we were already into our sales cycle. But I get to airing on Dragon's Den, which was in November 18th, I believe. And I said to my friends who like to drink, <laughs> I said, would you like to come over on Wednesday night or Thursday night? I can't remember what night we aired for a drink. And they said, oh, sure. Yeah. So I'm having a gathering. And I had about probably about 40 friends that I was inviting over. And I said, oh, by the way, we're going to watch Dragon's Den. Now, Dragon's Den was... So you told them this before they came or when they yeah, got there? Yeah, no, while I was inviting them. Right. So okay, while I was inviting you. them. So I pick up the phone again or email or something. Right. And I said, so I said, why are we watching Dragon's yeah, Den? Yeah, they said, why are you watching Dragon's Den? You know, they, Dragon's Den was extremely popular. It was the number right. one show on TV at the time. Yep. So they thought maybe I'm addicted to Dragon's Den. <laughs> I don't know. But I said, well, I'm kind of on Dragon's Den. And remember, everyone thought I was a stay-at-home mom. A year ago, I had given up my corporate life. I started this business that I was quiet about. And I then announced to people that come over to the house because I'm on Dragon's Den. And they're like, you're a stay-at-home mom, Claudia. <laughs> like, you actually think you're on Dragon's Den? Like, what are you smoking between, you know, pick up and drop off? Um, so I said, no, I am. You just come and see and come and come and watch. So That'd be amazing. I announced to the world then that I was an entrepreneur, but I didn't tell people prior to that because I actually was fearful to say that I'm an entrepreneur and a business owner because I could easily slip back into the corporate world. I could yeah. easily get a job and do that and slip back into just a corporate executive role. Being an entrepreneur was fearful. It was, it was hard. And I didn't want all these negative people saying negative words to me and negative thoughts. So yeah. Yeah. The people I, that the people that came to the party, some of them were annoyed. I have to yeah. say, they were like, "Why didn't you tell me?" I'm like, "Because I just didn't. I yeah. just didn't want to. Right? It's yeah. just a personal decision." Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I, I I remember actually when I um left the corporate world and started my first business, mm -hmm. and I had somebody, uh, not a family member, but a friend, that basically said to me, "I pity the day that your kids do not have presents under their Christmas tree." Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. That's nice. what she said to me. So you know. Fortunately for me, uh, I'm kind of somebody who takes that and that, that created a little fire in my gut, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, I'm going to do this. Yeah. Right. So it actually pushed me along. But yeah, you, you get that, right? You can't yeah. get sucked into it. Well, and I think that's your personality. Someone else hears that and yeah. it drives right into the heart of their fear yeah. of what they True. They True. The fear is already there and yeah. now you just escalate. Yeah. It, right? Yeah. And that's not a nice person. Yeah. I certainly yeah. hope you minimize their a, noise. She, she is actually a nice person. Okay. But. Well, it wasn't a nice thing to say. <laughs> But anyway, I, 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 won't, I won't go there. Um, so networking, the point of this, of this uh, right. section is the networking right. oh, is extremely... Oh, we're getting back to our point now. We're getting back to our very point. Because we have good. three things to talk about. Oh, my goodness. That was the number one. <laughs> so and I think we can delve further and further into it. But I, I, like the, yeah. I like the listeners and the viewers to think about their network. Think about who creates noise, who creates drama, how to minimize that drama in your world. And... And you have to really reflect on that and how you can minimize that and who you can go to to find good support yeah. in your world. Yeah. And I know it's, it's only you and I today on the, on the podcast, right, for this first episode. Mm -hmm. But we're going to bring on some great guests over mm -hmm. future episodes. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure we're going to have some fantastic networkers on yeah. to, to talk even more about right. this topic. Because you know, there's so much about networking. Uh, always, there's always been uh, importance of networking to build a business or to build relationships as well, right? right. Whether they be business or personal. Yeah. But um, I think even more so now that we're doing so much online, mm -hmm. right. right? Continuing to do that. And I'm going to throw it out to everybody that's listening. If you wanted to connect with us, because I will always make this offer to connect with us, it's bgwealthgroup.com. 
and you can find how to reach us, and it's easy to, to find us. Yeah, so, we're, we're actually on social media, too. We are on social are. media. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you can find us there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I think we've hit number one. What's number two? That sounds two? pretty good. Do you remember? Defining, what is your definition of success? Right. Right. So why I think this is an important topic to think about is... The, I think, personally, I think everyone's definition, definition of success is extremely personal. Is, is which story? Extremely personal. Extremely personal, like yes. What right. I might think is successful could be completely different than what Maureen, my operations manager, thinks right. is successful. Right. Right. What you might think is successful. Right. Now, yep. I'm, you know, I'm friends with you, so I know what your definition of success is. Right. But it's very, very personal. We should, we should do one of those game shows and try to determine if we actually do know what each other is. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I would get points. Uh, barring that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> um, so, 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 so you're... You, you bring this, this conversation up, what's your definition of success? Mm -hmm. I know you're an individual who reverse engineers everything, yes. right? So is it important to know what your definition of success is before you even start into something? Well, I think so. Because yeah. I, I don't think I do. Like, that's yeah, the way I, I, I like agree. to live life. Right. Because, and I think the definition of success in your life changes right. over time. Because... Yeah. Is it money? Is it fame? Is it family? Is it living in a, a big house, a small house, no house, right. a yurt? Who knows? Right? <laughs> a yurt. A yurt. <laughs> Remember when we talked about putting a yurt in the backyard, renting it out? Oh, what a Business crazy idea. <laughs> yeah, just something that pops out. Hey, we should do that. Right? What's a yurt? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, so anyways, um, so, all right. Anyways, I'm sure everyone's dying to hear what is your definition of success. Do you want me to talk about my definition of success? Sure. Okay. So uh, it goes back to a story. Can I give another story? All right, I'm going to give another story anyway. Right. Just listen, if you'd like. Please. You like stories, right? Everybody, I do. Everybody loves stories. You know what I found um, when I go to an event or I, I go on a podcast, the stories actually help me connect with, with, with things in my own life, right? Like I can take your story and it is your story and it'll relate to you. But quite often, I can take pieces of it and relate it to me as well. So I love stories. So would you like to listen to my story and okay. then you can relate? All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so the story of my definition of success. So I come from the corporate world, as I mentioned, and I have a university background. I don't have a business background. Well, I shouldn't say that. I have a business background, but it's a minor in business and a major in child studies. Mm -hmm. So my parents wanted me to be a teacher. It would stable job, <laughs> have a pension. Right, summers off. Right, like right. it's it's a great job. Sure, it's a really great yeah. job. Yep, it's and it's a job. extremely honorable job. Yep. So I did co-op at university and had my first placement in co-op at a nursery school, which is you know three year olds and four year olds. And how did that go? I within five minutes with all complete respect to teachers because I could not do it. It was not in me to have this as my career choice. I couldn't like it. it Thirty. 30 small children needing me every single solitary second of the day was just, it's just not in me. But what I loved was figuring out how to run the business of the nursery school, right. figuring out the, the profit, where, how the expenses are, how much teacher salaries are, blah, blah, blah. And did, so, did the kids actually get looked after? They, well, they did. Thank, you were there. thank goodness, because I was just a co-op student, so they actually did have their okay, teachers. Good. So that was good. So, Claudia's mind going on building businesses <laughs> yeah. in nursery school. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't stay in child studies. I added business to a minor, right. graduated, 
um, went to business, went to Bay Street immediately, which is Wall so, Street. So you realized you didn't States. want to be a teacher. I completely, within right. five minutes, after starting that, knew I didn't want to be a teacher. I, 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 really, I really like the concept of co-ops for that exact reason. Uh, I've heard a number of people that thought they were going into a career that they really wanted to go into, mm -hmm. and they've gone through a co-op experience and just said, what was I thinking? This yeah. is not me. Yeah, it's right. a really, really great experience. Yeah. Really yeah. Great. Early in your life, figuring that out, as opposed to becoming a teacher and then five, ten years or a year in saying, well, I'm stuck here now. I could. Right? What I, can I do? Thank right? goodness. Yeah. Because that would have been four years of education plus probably two years of a right. master's in education or right. a bachelor of ed. Yeah. Uh, six years out, out of a, a person's life versus going into co-op after a year and a half of school and then understanding and switching right. and yep. pivoting yep. and repositioning. Yep. Um, so I get out, get into the corporate world. And so I, for 10 years, I was, I was in the corporate world. I'm not going to go too much into my story, but in the oh, corporate good. world and building and building and building. <laughs> I, I'm ignoring you now. Building and building my career. You can't ignore me. I'm right <laughs> yeah, you're right across. <laughs> so I built my career after 10 years right. and I looked successful. Right. I had... The cars, the clothes, the house. I even had a family by that time. But because I had a family, I realized when I was in the dead of winter in Chicago on a plane, exhausted because I was, I was stretched between my family needs, my clients, um, time zones, and I was on a plane 15 out of 30 days. I realized that I plunked myself down in the seat in the plane and I realized I am so incredibly unhappy. But to the rest of the world, including my family, I was six-figure salary, I looked successful, and I was the epitome of what people really want to aspire to. A lot of people want to aspire to as success. Money, you know, a good job, stability. Sounds great, right? It sounds really sounds great. Sounds fantastic. It does. And that's exactly what I had aspired to until I didn't, until my shift mm -hmm. of what really makes me happy. Now, I, I, I say that and then... 10 years later, I became an entrepreneur. So that was my first epiphany. Those little little words in my in my head going, hmm. Can I tell a story? Really yes, I would love you to tell the story. And then I'll get back to mine. Yeah, yes. okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll make sure we let you do that. Okay. So I, I, I'm going to interject because um, you mentioned that your your feeling of success changes, right? What, what mm -hmm. you believe success is changes. So I'm, I'm interrupting now to because mine did change. Mm -hmm. uh, I did start in the corporate world myself coming out of school. And I rose myself up pretty high, I realized that I wasn't enjoying it. But when I got into that job, my feeling of success was moving up the corporate ladder and making something big of myself, right? Helping my family, obviously, serving my family, earning for my family and what have you. But I saw at the very end of the tunnel, that success was that roast dinner that they do for you at the at your the retirement watch. right yeah, in the watch, the watch yeah right you get to the retire Seiko. and everybody comes to an <laughs> no not a Seiko everybody comes everybody comes to to dinner right and they roast you right, right. they make fun of you and and all of the things you you've done and, and do over your career and and I love you know our team do that to us every to day. us now every day yes. right so we're, we're getting that right now but when I decided that corporate wasn't my way you know that that dinner just went by the wayside. It, it wasn't a feeling of success anymore. Right. Right. Because I'd, I'd identify that corporate wasn't me. Right. 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 So it does change. So when, how old were you or when did you have that epiphany that you didn't want to, you didn't want to continue that journey to do that? So I was probably about 25. Mm -hmm. uh, I started my career very early. I was uh, um, hired into an executive job uh, right as a teenager mm -hmm. while I was doing college uh, at night. 
And by the age of 25, so I was probably five years really solid into my career, uh, I wasn't enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably the biggest reason was a lot of, a lot of negativity, mm-hmm. right? A lot of negativity around. It was tough to find that positivity and what have you. And I felt that I'd had businesses on my own since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I shoveled driveways as a kid. Mm-hmm. I, I had businesses. And I just had that entrepreneurial need to, to go out and, and do something different. So, so how long did it take I, you from getting that, that epiphany to actually stopping the corporate world. Six years. So six years. So six mine years. was 10. Yeah. Mine was 10 after the epiphany yeah. and yours was six. So yeah. we're not telling everyone to go and quit their job, especially no, today. Absolutely Don't not. do that. Yeah. But it's it's in, it's like really important, I think, to listen to that little yeah. voice. Yeah. Not the negative little voice. But, but one thing uh, I'll tell you I did do, um, I, I've always had businesses on the side, but I started to recognize over, the, over those six years, but it started those six years, that I needed to put a little bit more effort into my business because I didn't know that I was going to be in that cor- corporate job for the rest of my life. And I would need something to turn over to once I did decide to leave if, if I made that choice. Right. So I was building something on the side. So it's important to have a plan B. Yeah. Right? It's important to have a, a plan B, right? Because right. you don't know. Like, I made the choice. You made the choice to leave the corporate. But sometimes it's not always your choice. Oh, 100%. Right? 100%. I mean, there's responsibilities and there's things that in life that, of course, right. yep. it, it took t- 10 years for me to do it because yep. I, I'm not going to quit on, don't like it on a Friday. I'm going to quit on a Monday. That's not going to happen. Right. Built a nest egg, really understood what my definition of success right. is. Yep. So my kids start to grow up a little bit, um, you know, added pressures of mortgage and, you know, cars and et cetera, et cetera. And it's, it's, you know, you come up in life, right? Yep. But it's that, it's that, what do I really want and how am I going to reverse engineer where I want to be and what that goal is? So okay. it took me until, you know, when I was 40 until I had my first business and right. started that. So it took a while. And I, again, reverse engineered that and how that looked, surrounded myself with great people that would support that, that idea. So, so did you actually plan to, to leave your corporate life? Or did the business kind of sneak its way in and you saw it as a new no. opportunity? No, for me, it wasn't. Like, I know you said that you were an entrepreneur all right. along. Right. I was not. Right. No, it did not sneak up on me whatsoever. In fact, I ended my corporate life thinking I would take six months hiatus before I get into another job uh-huh. and just shift where from where I was to something I enjoyed better. Right thinking I would enjoy better. And within that six-month period, that's when the idea of Dig It Apparel was created. So good timing. Yeah. I, you know, sometimes you just open up your right. open up your world to the opportunity of hearing something different right. and right. doing something different. Yeah. And again, surrounding yourself with great people that can support that kind of concept. Right. Um, right. But it wasn't it wasn't willy-nilly. Right. I don't I don't do willy-nilly generally. So so you do have a definition of success then, right? Yeah, my 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 shift happened. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now today, yes, I do. Even then, I did. Like when I'm right. sitting in that in that right. airplane in Chicago, I wanted money, 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 money. I grew up with my parents saying that, even though they want to be a teacher, and big teachers don't make a heck of a lot of money, <laughs> but they wanted stability. They wanted money. They wanted me to be happy. But they wanted money. My parents were entrepreneurs themselves. They they owned businesses. So money was huge. My brother is an investment banker. Mm. So money's very big around my growing up life. So one of your goals was earning money. Money. <laughs> I think that was my definition of success. Like if I had money, I was successful. Right. That is not the be all and end all to my life anymore. And hence, like for years and years after I became an entrepreneur, I didn't take a salary out of the company. Yep. Because 
I couldn't afford to. Um, I made ends meet, but we had a van. I had a van, everybody. I had a van for 19 years. Ouch. 19 years. Only three years ago did I buy my very first car. Three years ago. So it, it, you take time and you figure out what you want. And it's, sometimes it's patience, right? And yep. 19 years, everybody had a van. I was so happy not to have a van anymore. <laughs> um, my kids are all grown. They don't need it. But, but my point, definition of success, I no longer have that as the definition. My definition is to live in three words. What, do you want to hear what those Absolutely words are? Absolutely, I do. Uh, those Listeners, three words. Watchers, do you want to hear? <laughs> do you want to hear the three words? See, it, we have a three theme going <laughs> on today. Yeah, apparently, you know, we do, the right? three pillars. I don't of think my we'll get words. to the third one. I don't know. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll have to postpone it till next time. Uh, the three words that I live by every day is strength, balance, and harmony. Very nice. And they are encompassing words. So if I live in strength, it means that I'm strong. I know what I'm doing. I can control my environment to the best of my ability. I live in balance to make sure that all the pieces are moving together and harmony to make it nice and it's nice and uniform and it's, it's relatively calm. Now that's another complete definition of what is calmness in people's life because some people who definitely know me know that I thrive on organized chaos. To me, that's kind of calm. I love being busy, but um, it's I think it's in a controlled busyness and it's it's living in those those three words strength balance and harmony right. not with one word meaning money right yeah. right yeah, yeah. Nice. but having said that I certainly do like money <laughs> hence well, I bought my my car three years ago yeah but you know it, it's not just the money it's what it brings for you right? right what it brings to your life right the opportunity to travel when we can travel but the opportunity to to get the car you want and mm -hmm. and to to have have more experiences with other people and, and and do a little bit more in your life, right? Right. It's not just about the money and helping others. Right. Right. Like like the Sonos organization. Right. That um, that's very that you true. Started helping. Very right? true. So, very, very true. Right. I mean, Sonos to everybody listening is Sonos.org, and it's an organization that I started to be an advisor with. Um, right. I guess two years ago, and it based out of Cambodia, and it's helping those women in that small village become entrepreneurs themselves and help clothe and feed their children and their families. Right. And I went to visit them a year ago. Right. They are such wonderful, happy people, and they certainly don't have what we have. Right. But they're happy, 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 happy. So it was a beautiful, enlightening experience. Right. They thought I was bringing things to them, but they certainly brought things to my yeah, world. It absolutely. Was, it was just wonderful. But you're right. It's having the wealth to be able to peace out where you want to spend your money, time, effort. Yeah. And that, to and, me, is living a strength. Yeah, and it opens up. Having, having uh, some wealth yeah. opens up some time, right, that you can right. actually do things like that. Right, right. right. So very important. Yeah, like right. 10 years ago, I wouldn't have the money to be able to go to Cambodia. Right. I just, yep. It just wasn't in the, in the cards right. yep. at the time. You know, three yep. young kids and trying to make ends meet, of course. And, um, but yeah, so building wealth over time. Right. Yeah, Very yeah. Cool. So well, that's my definition. Oh, Long-winded. Oh, we, we got through that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to give the listeners homework. Uh-oh. Okay. So I tell you, <laughs> you, you come on this podcast, you'll be given some things to do, yeah, that's for yeah, sure. to reflect on. So yes. I would like to throw out there, what is everybody's definition of success? And they can even comment. On our the yeah. YouTube channel, yeah, on the YouTube channel, <laughs> our YouTube channel. Yes, they can comment. <laughs> they can give us feedback. What their definition of success is, yeah. 
And I'd love to hear from people on what their definition is. Like, is it? Yeah, that's awesome, right? Yeah. And it's 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 important to to think about this now and then, right? If if you haven't thought about your definition of success recently, think about it again because yes. it may have changed. Even if it's just changed slightly, yeah. right? It, it can change the course that you're going or or the path, the the task that you're doing to get there, right? Right. right. So, yeah. So anyway, yeah. That's um. That's number two. That's number two. That's number two down. Um. Did you want to add anything to success? Um, yeah, yeah. So, you know, one of the things that, that I've found is uh, when we go back to networking, right? When, um, when, when I network and I focus on somebody else, if I want somebody to ask somebody something about me, I'll ask it about them first, right? right? So quite often, you know, I ask you, you know, what's your definition of success? At some point in time, you're going to ask me what? What is your definition of success? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Okay. I'm glad you asked. So, so I already went through what my, my first success um, definition was when I was uh, in, in corporate and what have you, but it definitely shifted um, when I was leaving corporate and, and left corporate. And it really went to about, for me, growing something that I'd built myself from the ground up, ah. starting a business from the ground up and building it to successful, right. to a point where hiring an employee was a very st- successful step oh, was, for me. Maybe a, as we talk about goals, Oh, I right? remember hiring our first employee yeah. and dig it. That was so amazing. Feels and fantastic, she's right? She's still with us and she's amazing. Yeah, and Just then amazing. you hire another one and more. Yeah. But success for me really became about helping other people. Um, you know, I know we're going to get into some episodes where we talk about financial a little bit. Actually, I think the next one we're going to talk about financial a little bit, right? And, you know, it's been, it's really helped me feel successful in helping other people with their financial success, right? Because so many people struggle today financially. Right. And even now, what we're going through now, there's going right. to be a lot of struggle. You, you need to set yourself up right. And you need to be doing things to make sure that you're building your financial wealth. Right. And to me, that's been been a large part of me feeling success. That's good. And, so you should feel very successful about my success. I do. I absolutely <laughs> do. Right? No, I, 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 remember, I remember my first client uh, who hit a million dollars of asset value, not including her home. And when we sat at that quarterly uh, discussion uh, at her kitchen table looking at it, and there was a million dollars worth of asset value in her life. I don't know who felt better, her or me. I just felt fantastic. And that made that yeah. made me feel really good. That's so good. continuing to do that and, and taking it further. Yeah. No, I, I appreciate that. That's yeah. really good. Yeah, I can imagine. That would feel amazing. Yeah. Helping other people and yeah. having that Well, like you're doing with Solness now, right? Too, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's it is really nice to help others. Yeah. 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 And it, it's become your life mission to do that in the career choice that you have, it's right. even better. I right. guess. So as I mentioned. Um, goals to me go hand in hand with success because right. without defining what your success factor is, understanding where you want to be, well, that is your goal. Uh, so for instance, about six years ago, I was just blessed to be on an ocean, on a boat, looking up on beautiful estates on an escarpment in the tropical breezes. And I was a rented boat and those homes were owned by somebody else. And, and again, I was... I was living success. Like I was living my definition of success. I was living with strength, balance, and harmony. And I had enough money that I was able to be in that spot at the time, which was lovely. But I certainly didn't own those homes that were up there on the escarpment. And I didn't live there permanently, right? It was a vacation for me. Right. So I thought, oh, wouldn't it be nice to own one of those homes? 
And then I thought to myself, well, why can't I own one of those homes one day? One day. Why can't I? I can't Absolutely. own it today. Absolutely. I can't own it five years from that moment either. Right. But it's all staged. And why can't I? I just have to reverse engineer how to do that and get right. one of those homes. So, and it's understanding that you can do that as well. So understanding that A, what your definition of success is, understanding what a goal is that you want to do or a number of goals, and then figuring out all the little baby goals that you have to go to get there. Right, right. So you start off with with knowing what success is to you mm -hmm. and then identifying some big goals that have to get you there and then break them down to smaller goals. Right. Is that, would that right. be the process? Now, yeah. again, my... My epiphany of those homes on the escarpment on the ocean was lovely, might not be other people's idea of what success sure. is, right? So right. to me, ocean is where I want to be in life. I, uh, being underwater is actually where I want to be in life, breathing. <laughs> I, <laughs> but so. I love scuba diving. <laughs> okay, good. So it went hand in hand that day with looking at the homes on the escarpment. Right. So right. I thought, okay, if I could scuba dive. And I could be in one of those homes and do that every day. Ooh, that would be amazing. But I certainly couldn't do it five years ago. Right. So, um, so goals to me are really, really important. And I feel that if you don't have a goal, you can't really measure your success yeah. to get to that, that right. well, you talk, destination. You, you talk about um, SMART. SMART goals. Right? right? SMART goals, right? What is a SMART goal? So SMART goals. Strategic. Measurable attainable, realistic, and timely. And you see, I can just bang it off. So what is a SMART goal? Those are those, those things. So strategic means that can I strategically make that happen? And is it realistic? If I wanted to be a hand surgeon today, based on my age, my experience, knowing I have absolutely no science background. That's zero, probably not very realistic. It's not realistic. It's really not attainable. So you didn't set that goal. I don't want to be a hand surgeon, okay, but if I wanted to, it's it's not smart. Right. It's not realistic. It's not timely. And I can't really create a strategy to make it realistic and timely because it's not going to happen. Right. Um, and I won't be able to attain it. Like it, it would probably take, I think it takes 24 years post high school to be a hand surgeon. It is set that much of a specialty. I don't think you should set that as a goal. <laughs> no. In fact, I don't think I should be a doctor in any way because I would probably kill people who would want to oh, fall no. asleep and give them the wrong medication. So it's probably not a good idea. All right. Good choice. Yeah. So not, not teacher, not doctor. Not okay. Teacher, we got that doctor. established. Yeah, that's good. Um, so those, that's SMART goals. It's, right. It's trying to find a realistic path to make an attainable solution to what your life goal is, or not even a life goal. It, right. it could be something specific. It's measurable. It's something specific. So... Do I want to make up this throughout a number? Do I want to make a million dollars in 2021? Well, that is a wonderful goal, right? However, with our life, what do we have to bring to the table? Who can we bring to the table to make that realistic, attainable goal happen? So you talked about your first client that hit the million dollars. Right. Yep. So how long did it take her? To get there? Uh, actually took her, let me recall, nine years. Nine years. Nine years. Well, that is awesome. Yeah. 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 But yeah, she was an individual that never expected, never knew how she would actually survive when she retired, how she would be right. able to retire and not have to continue working. Right. And then all of a sudden, nine years after starting to adjust her finances and, you know, not giving so much money away to the banks and taxes, which we'll talk about in, in other yeah. podcasts, obviously, but... Um, how that could build wealth a lot quicker. And in nine years, she hit a million dollars. Right. Well, that's yeah. great. Yeah. And our, our, our next client hit, hit, hit a million dollars in four. Wow. 
So, you know, when, once you get rolling, right, it, it can really generate yeah. a speed build. Yeah, right? and how long ago was that for your first client? How many years ago That would that? have been 2013. All right, so yeah, December after 2013. the recession, yeah. after the recession, yep. so she yep. even built her wealth during the recession yep. as yep. it was happening. Yep. Yep. Starting, starting in 2004. Right. So growing, growing her wealth up to the crash. Right. And the recession. And then and strategies. actually, actually um, benefiting from that. Uh, strategies that actually benefited from that drop mm-hmm. and buying deals, you know, just like Warren Buffett. We'll hear me talk about Warren Buffett now and then, but mm-hmm. buying into deals that were available while, while the market was down. And what's happening in today's world that sounds similar to that? Yeah. Right now. Yeah, right. Absolutely. So again, listeners stay tuned because Craig's going to talk about all his financial strategies, philosophies, and there's amazing tidbits that you're going to listen to for the next podcast. Yeah, there's yeah. there's definite concerns as we move forward right now on on how people will do financially. Right. Right. Whether it be the markets or or income from a job or whatever. But yeah, we'll get into right. that. Right. Yeah, Good. We'll get into that. So what's your goal? What's your what, goal? My goal is to have a successful podcast. Okay, I like that. <laughs> That's good. Let's get 30, 30 yeah. listeners right now. Let's do that on yeah. our first episode. All you got to do is subscribe right here. <laughs> That's good. I like that. So uh, my, my goal, one of my goals is, is to continue to um, show people the value of taking control of their money mm-hmm. and build wealth. Um, and and grow my own grow my own organization. When I talked when I talked about starting that business, uh, I've I've invested in real estate for all my life, as you know. But when I when I first started that business, I was like I said, I was a creator. Every business that I started, I started from the ground up. And it was when I met you that I realized that hey, there's businesses out there that you can actually buy into mm-hmm. that are already there mm-hmm. and growing. And just just like yourself, you know, once. Once the, the pitcher, right, right, pitching to the dragon's den there, now having people come to you and pitch their businesses right. to them as well. So right. that's something that has become a goal of mine now as well, to buy other businesses as well. Continuing to buy real estate. I love real estate, very passionate about businesses but, or real estate, but finding businesses that I can be passionate about as well and, and growing those. Excellent. Right? Like I love your gloves. Oh, well, good. I'm glad. I, we have to make a men's version. So yes, yes, <laughs> yes, you do. It's on the on the docket yeah. to do. Yeah. yeah so you know, a couple of my goals. You know, I, I think we all have goals, and we shift them around, right? Depending on where we are. In yes. Life. Yes. Right. And different priorities. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. But what I what I think is really important that you talked about and I talked about, but maybe the listeners didn't hear about, is that we are very specific in our goals. Like yeah. it's not just oh, I'm going to be successful. Or I'm going to have a million dollars. When am I going to have a million dollars? So make it very specific. So again, you can be very measurable to attain that that goal. Right. right? So I would would like to... Do I hear my goal? I absolutely do. Well, it has to do with actually that house itself on the escarpment. I would like to be able to live... I live in Toronto right now, which is cold. Six months, seven months, eight months of the year, cold in my definition of cold. <laughs> and I would like to be able to live at least four months in a place that's warm and tropical and you know, not live there full time because my family is here, but have the ability to be able to do that in a, in a comfortable home. Through and the winter months. Through the winter months. Right, yeah. Right. And invite my friends to come visit me and have enough space to allow them to come visit me 
and even have enough money to actually pay for their plane ticket. So who wants to be my friend? Everybody, huh? <laughs> yeah. So that's my goal. And I'd like, nice. I'd really like to do that within about three years because my youngest will then be exiting university and kind of launching, I'm hoping. So I would really like to do so that. So that's a reasonable timeline. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So taking into family and taking into life and, and uh, the ability to do that. Right. Yeah. So that's, right. that's my goal. There you go. So nice. guess what? It's homework time for our viewers. Oh my goodness. And our listeners. So homework is try and determine what your goal is in, what, say, one month, six months, one year, and maybe even five years. Really hard to do. I get that, especially in our tumultuous economy and our, in our world right now. But even just putting it out there, putting it into your mindset that you have a specific idea that you want to do and try and attain that. And again, I'd love to hear what people's goals are. Yeah, and also, you know, taking some of the noise out from there as well, right? Because if, if you have a goal to, to get here mm-hmm. and do this, some of your smaller goals should be taking you in that direction, right? Right. If you want to get here and you've got a, a goal that's going to take you over here, right? You, you won't achieve the big one as quickly or maybe even at all. Right, right, so, right. You know, making sure your goals are in line, I guess, is what yeah. I'm saying with, you, with your yeah. eventual yeah, it's, dreams. I think it's really hard to be linear, Yeah. you know, because life throws oh, for sure. huge curves at you that, yeah. of course, that we can't predict. Yep. Uh, COVID being one of them, and this year is just tumultuous, which we're not going to get into in this episode, but we'll certainly talk about what the economy has done and um, bring our guests on to talk about strategies that they have dealt with with this tumultuous year. Yeah, I'm looking forward to to having the episodes with some guests and and really get into some other things with other people, right? Some other knowledgeable. Yeah, for sure. So I I think we are ready to wind up for today. I think so. Right? So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, if you're watching, because I have to do this again. If you're watching us on YouTube, do subscribe to this channel. There we go, <laughs> right there. And um, hit the notification bell to get updates on our latest videos. Yeah. And it's been a, just, it's been great. It was a fun, a fun hour spent talking yeah, and about co- this. Yeah, connect with us on, on social media, right? Whether it be Facebook, LinkedIn, and what have you. Connect mm-hmm. with us, right? And, and you know, feel free. Put, put some of your, your, your comments or your, what is your value? What is your belief of success? What's your definition of success? You know, what goals do you have? Post them out on social media too, right? Sometimes when you put something in writing out there to the public, it becomes a little bit more real as well, well right? Exactly. Like I didn't right. say that I was on Dragon's Den. I didn't talk about my business for right. months and months and months. But as soon as I did, I'm out there. Right. It's it's out right. there. So again, I think going being quiet and making sure that you know what you want and then announcing it to the world is really right. important and, yeah. and having the great people around you. So we, so what are we gonna talk about next time? I was just about to say that. Oh, very so good idea. I I personally think it's really important, especially in today's economic times, is to talk about financial strategy. Right. And, you know, we touched upon it a little bit. I am a 100% believer in Craig's philosophy on building financial wealth, as you can tell from the first time I met him sitting in his room to today. um, It has changed the course of my financial life. So I would love for you to talk about your financial strategies and philosophies, um, starting from when you first learned about money. And I think you said that you started learning about money from your dad. Yeah, when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. really interesting because a lot of parents don't talk about money right. with their kids. So yeah. it's interesting. Yeah, it would be really interesting to hear yeah. how that changed or, or created. Um, what it grew into. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to talk about financial strategies, I think, the next time. And you can talk about some stories. Yeah. And um, I look forward to that. I think that's going to be really great. So. Excellent. So. so. 
Go I, ahead. I think we we should close out for today. Yeah, I want to thank everybody for watching the um, podcast today. It's been a fantastic or listening. delivering or listening, right? <laughs> if you're if you're in your car, don't be watching in your car, right? Be listening in your car or wherever else uh, you watch or, or listen to the podcast. I, I hope you enjoy it. I look forward to. Uh, connecting with some of you and uh, seeing seeing you on the next one. Subscribe and and, and remember enjoy. that we are average people that created some really great businesses. We can bring some insights into help you create and build the wealth and the life that you want. And we look forward to talking to you really soon. All right. Okay. Thank Thanks, you. Babe. Thanks, Claudia. Goodbye. Okay, Goodbye. Okay, <laughs>